the free for all roundtable brought to you by lexus avon canada's newest lexus dealer in the maple auto mall near rutherford at highway 400 luxury is closer than you think round one let's meet the panelists jerry Igar, as you know is live in studio courtney betty from betty's law and dave trafford is host and producer of on the ledge the ontario politics podcast good morning to y'all happy friday and let's start with the thing that made all kinds of dramatic news yesterday afternoon a man accused of threatening the mayor's debate and ultimately that debate was called off and all the mayoral candidates apparently were alerted there seems to be some dispute about that from one campaign that i've heard from this morning and so this morning we wake up and i guess take stock jerry how you know how concerned do you think people should be about this well they caught the guy didn't they yep okay and not I would say. I mean, in the moment, I understand why they would have said, let's not do this event. It's too much trouble. I, I heard Mark Saunders say that, you know, he's had death threats before. So if I, maybe you have as well, uh, given what we do for a living. But uh, and but he said, but I, I didn't need my staff doesn't need to be around something like that. And I thought that was a pretty good because I was joking with Donnie earlier. Well, if I was one of them, I would have shown up and said, look, I'm the only one who's a candidate who'll show up during a crisis. Uh, but I, actually, I probably would have just said, OK, fine, we'll we're doing enough debates. We don't yeah. have to do this one. You remind me of uh, during the first bombing of Baghdad, there was a CNN reporter standing up on a rooftop and somebody said, uh, shouldn't you get out of the line of fire? He said, they're not going to shoot me. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Has he heard of dead reporters? Dave Trafford, do you cover politics? And I, I agree, we kind of have to split the distance, uh, difference here. This threat has been uh, taken out of uh, service or whatever you want to say, but it may also be a bit of a pulse on how violently inclined people are these days on political fronts. All we've done over the last three or four months is talk about how violent the city is. And, you know, we've been breathlessly reporting about it uh, since, uh, you know, the first attacks on the TTC, etc. I'm not quite sure that we can dismiss this so quickly in terms of the threat. Yes, they caught a suspect. That's great. Uh, but uh, a little bit, you know, I, I would be worried about, as Mark was saying earlier, about the uh, the idea of copycat, that uh, all of this stuff festers and, and grows on, the, on social media. Uh, uh, that in fact, I think we'd be ca- we'd be careless to be too complacent about it. Not to say that we shouldn't have debates or campaign or anything else, or you know, uh, understand that this is a, a threat to democracy as much as it is to the physical well-being of the candidates. But I wouldn't dismiss it out of hand as saying, okay, let's just move on like nothing happened. Courtney Betty, your thoughts? Well, John, we 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 live in a city where we're constantly talking about the violence. And when you look at the factual circumstance here, there's, there's no indication that I've seen, for example, that there was a weapon that this gentleman had or the manner in which he made that threat. But the reality of it is this is the challenge that our city is doing, is dealing with. And so for each of these mayoral candidates, I think the idea of stepping forward in more of an aggressive manner and coming up with mental health solutions for, because it does sound to me almost like a mental health issue that's just from reading the background that this individual may have, then, you know, those are some of the solutions that we have to bring forward. But it's not a panic button now that all of the mayoral candidates now have to go and hide and we can't have debates. 
Uh, let me start with you because you work in media, uh, Dave Trafford, and apparently Facebook parent Meta is going to start blocking the ability for some people to post news stories on their social media platform. This is all a battle between Meta and the Canadian federal government and then between individual publishers, I think, and content providers. Um, and the way people are going to discover it is it's they'll be randomly chosen and thrown into the bin for a month. And you'll only know if you go to share something, you'll find out you can't share First, this isn't the first time they've done it. This is only the first time they've told us they've yes. done it. So, you know, they, they tried, they did it back in, I think, February uh, of this year. And all of this is because legacy media, broadcasters, etc., cetera, uh, have decided that somehow, because they gave their material away, their content away for free on social media all these years, now they expect Facebook and Google to pay them for the privilege of posting that. And it doesn't make any sense. This at the heart of this is the, the, the jeopardy that we see uh, local journalism, local media specifically, right across the country. And the government and regulators have allowed this to happen. And somehow to think that Facebook, you know, charging them to allow them to put up a CTV post on the website, on, on Facebook, is somehow going to save journalism or media in this country is, is misdirected thinking. It's just wrong. Now, the other day, we had a story about the, the Shaw Rogers deal. At Jeopardy is local news in 13 global news markets because the CRTC put its stamp on that uh, deal, that approval. And the government just lets this happen. The government, the only group that's less equipped to deal with media and the and the ability of the media to survive, and journalism particularly in this country, the only group that's less, in, uh, sorry, less uh, um, involved or in, um, is the, than the federal government, I'll get it out of me, is the CRTC. They just have, they are one of the worst individual groups <laughs> that that at the that actually uh, make local media and and journalism um, at jeopardy in this country so that's what's at the heart of this story it's not Facebook that's a bad guy here okay Courtney Betty um, I think Dave has a very valid point which is the CRTC customarily comes up with policy 20 years too late I think they're regulating telegrams right now uh, but the wider issue is if you take content from say uh, you know, the Winnipeg newspaper and you post it on Twitter, then Twitter gets the advertising. The Winnipeg paper doesn't. Well, John, um, there, there's nothing new about this, right? It's basic intellectual property law, whereby whoever has created the content, potentially, we argue, should get some compensation. But there's a bigger issue that's happening here. I mean, Meta is, in effect, sending a message to the Canadian government that, hey, if you're going to take steps against us, we don't think that uh, news is very valuable for our business, so we're going to block it for Canadians. And I think that's going to be the battle that we're going to be seeing in the future as these huge international companies are able to exert the pressure on local governments such as Canada. Uh, there is, uh, there's always been an effort to defund Catholic schools ever since we started funding them, but there's a greater intensity with the latest flap. Uh, Jerry Igar, we talked with a constitutional expert who said it's not as complicated as people think. 
Well, constitutional changes can be made. Okay, um, I, I think what's really behind this is an anti-Catholic move. I don't. Uh, I would like to see the people who are claiming that by putting the two systems together, we would save 1.2 to one and a half million. Uh, the article that uh, brought this to the fore doesn't attempt to show us how that would happen. I mean, that sounds attractive to people, but amalgamation didn't save money. Studies show that amalgamation of uh, some communities into the one community of Toronto was actually cost us more money, not less. And so, uh, and and by the way, monopolies are not a good thing. And while the Catholic school system and the, uh, the, the, the other part of the system are essentially one education system in Ontario, there's a tiny element of competition going on there. I, 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 do, I just uh, think that further monopolizing it doesn't make it any better. Courtney Betty, I, I think it would make financial sense. I mean, they have different mm. schools, they have different boards, we could amalgamate, we'd have, be consuming less space, but it's also political dynamite. So certainly this government would never do it. Well, John, you know, I, I really have to smile a little bit when a constitutional lawyer expert, and I don't know this, who this individual says, who, who he is, says that this is simple to do a constitutional amendment. And then he goes through, you don't have to get all of the provincial legislatures to agree on this. Well, no, then it has to go- not on this particular one. You only need the Ontario legislature and parliament. You just need those two. Well, yeah. Well, on the and on they the, get along the, so well. Yeah, I mean, get, getting the getting the legislatures to agree on this and getting it to Parliament—that's a stretch. I mean, it's just been a very difficult process to get any kind of constitutional amendment taken place. So that that's my cha- that's my challenge from it. Whether it's going to save funds and all those others—that's the second part. But I just don't see it happening from a legal standpoint. Okay, Dave. Last word. This is a third rail right here yep. in this province, particularly politically. So on the one hand, as you walk through the, 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 the actual mechanism of it, yes, OK, I get it. It, make, it. it makes sense. But just to go back to the whole idea of representation, any idea how many trustees represent the people of the city of Toronto? Nope. 40. We have 40 freaking trustees in this city. How many city councillors do we have? 25. And so the so the uh, the Ontario government saw fit to cut council in half because they were overrepresented at city hall. They will not they will not reduce the number of trustees, never mind cut the board out. I don't have any argument with uh, eliminating the board uh, at, at that level. I mean, how many procurement offices do we need? How many HR offices do we need? How many I mean all of that back end stuff, even if you wanted two separate boards, you could ha- actually amalgamate the back end and all that stuff. They will not do it. It's politically the third rail. Okay, I want to make one more quick comment. It does make sense uh, off the top of your head that you would save money. And and why didn't it work in amalgamation? Why would it probably not work here? Because monopolies are just bloated, uh, money-spending, careless organizations because they have no competition and no reason to be efficient. Two Lululemon employees, this happened at a store in the States, gave chase when two guys started stealing clothes from their store. That is against Lululemon po- uh, policy. As a matter of fact, a clerk was killed, and that's why they came up with that policy. So, Courtney Betty, those two employees, who a lot of people would say did a brave thing, have been fired. Well, they shouldn't have been fired, John, but I do understand. Uh, the store's policy in that what they're trying to do is to minimize potential injury to both the employees and customers. So I can understand the store's position, but I do think that 
firing them was just a little bit extreme. Yeah, Dave, it does seem extreme, but at the same time, they disregarded their instructions. Yeah, okay, I, I get that, but at the same time, I mean, it's the, as the story is told, this wasn't the first time this has happened. This has been a chronic issue. I'm thinking the folks down the street at J. Crew say, "Hey, we've got an opening here for a couple of employees who care about what we do in this business, uh, and they should be easily employed." I think um, that it's uh, it, it, it's fair to have a policy then that if somebody is robbing the store, you just have to stand by and let them do it. That's our policy. Okay, then your policy better be that I don't then sit in a meeting with a manager who asks me how I'm letting this loss take place in the store because that's your policy that's why and by the way I got that from my producer Donnie who used to work in retail and he'll tell his story later on the show all right all that and more coming up on the Jerry Agar show my thanks to Jerry Agar Dave Trafford and Courtney Betty catch the round table round one at 745 round two at 845 weekday mornings on more in the morning news talk 1010 Toronto